0: Hello, the internet, and welcome to Season 182, Episode 2 of The Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It is Tuesday, April 27th, 2021. My name is Jack O'Brien, aka I won't go to Disney World. Removed a few racist robots. Tell me, Disney, now when did you last... Let ethics decide I won't open my eyes You're making blunder by blunder I looked over sideways and under Where's my racist log flume ride? A woke new world A new inclusive point of view I'm here to tell you no, I will not go, oh. you've ruined my immersion, fuck Disney World. <laughs> All right, that is courtesy wow. of uh, Abstrusel, the official dickhead, writing from the point of view of uh, Angry Disney Dad from uh, Monday's episode. Yeah,
1: execution <laughs> thirst boy. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: and I for the death penalty ah! <laughs> I want Disney to fucking Help me escape my hell world Of being a fucking advocate Of everything
2: that's wrong
0: Oh, that reminds, I've
2: had the same should, issue with Chuck E. Cheese for years You know, he's just simply <laughs> too, too woke, woke. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, you were saying I mean, you are rocking yeah. a uh, Chuck E. Cheese t-shirt uh, Wherein Chuck E. Cheese is He's
1: breaking Ruth Bader Ginsburg in half
2: <laughs> yeah, he is both tearing. ripped and in <laughs> hell. <laughs> he's ripped and he's in hell. And I feel like that's, you know, that's something that children need to see. But uh, this is where to it's get you, not, kids. It's not financially advantageous to make Jack Chucky <laughs> no. in hell. It's embarrassing.
0: Uh, well, I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co host, Mr. Miles Gray. I'm Miles Gray.
1: Woo. You know, Woo. that's true. Truer words. It's, I'm, I'm one dimensional. I smoke weed <laughs>
0: and nothing
1: else. Thank you to the AKAs. Uh Rob Cunningham at Math Woo. Demigod for that
0: one. Shout out that's to so much cooler than the one thing that I have, which is pale thighs and drink Mountain Dew. Like those are my two <laughs> things. And they're it's not cool, gas. It's
2: pale thighs, I, Mountain Dew. Can't lose, baby. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, Hey man, I'll run
0: through a wall for Coach Jack, man (laughs) Uh, We're thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the very face of Mount Zitemore She is the brilliant, the hilarious, the talented
2: Jamie Lofton! A.K.A. straight out of Brockton. I'm an ice resurfacing zammy. Can't make an emoji, so people call me yammy. Never called soft. That's not my dentist cough. My mouth was open, and she sneezed with her mask off.
0: Mask off. That's Shout out from Brockton Uncle
2: Mass. Brew. Shout out Brockton Mass every day, um, yeah, yeah. all the time.
0: I was
1: just, I'm not joking. I just watched a, I watched a little poopy again over the weekend.
2: Rockton legend. I know. How's he doing?
1: It was an old video. I was telling, I was, I didn't tell him I of something that I. You ever do this where you were going to offer something in a conversation and then you don't say it and then you think of it later, like wait, I want to explore that curiosity on my own that I didn't <laughs> yeah. have the courage to say out loud. And then I just watched the the first little poopy video. I'm like, yeah, he had something going. Little poopy.
2: <gasps> little poopy was such a yeah. That was that was a big local moment. Everyone was so excited. There's like w- every, one exciting thing happens in Brockton every mm, six to seven years.
1: What's the what was what's been since Lil Poopy and he was on the Rap Life with Jermaine Dupri. The
2: most the most recent thing that's happened in Brockton that everyone I know from high school was really on top of was that they filmed a couple scenes from uh, the new Adam McKay movie about climate change in Brockton. Okay, and uh, Jennifer Lawrence and Timothy Chalamet were making out in Brockton. Hey, and that was. Pretty exciting for us. It's kind of fucked up because Brockton is used in movies every once in a while, but it's only used to be like, "Hey, isn't this a fucked up looking place?" Like,
0: <laughs> it's like the po- the apocalypse.
2: Yeah, Brockton appears in the movie Detroit as Detroit. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> it's a
0: Brockalypse. You know, yes, it's, yeah, yeah a it's a Brockalypse
2: now. now. But Brockton's misunderstood. It's the greatest place in the world. And yeah. you know that because uh, Timothy Chalamet uh, was kissing <laughs> exactly. there. Would he kiss just anywhere? I don't think so. No, definitely no. not. Uh,
0: I I miss Lil Poopy, but uh, he's is he still out here? What what's? I haven't heard about Lil
2: Poopy in a while, and now he's like he... adult Poopy.
1: Yeah, now he's like big Poopy. Yeah, he's compacted <laughs> shit in the colon. Like, I don't know what he is now, but he's...
2: He's Mr. uh, Shit.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Mr. Mr. Feces to you. Mr. (laughs) Shit to
2: you.
0: All right, Jamie, as you know, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about. Uh, I just wanted to talk about David Grossman, uh, the sheepdog guy who... uh, continues to lecture to police precincts and the fbi uh just across america continues to be very popular he is the worst and just seemingly a clear and present danger that eventually people will just be like oh wow that's a bad idea uh but they haven't yet uh we're gonna talk about how joe biden wants to take your meat out of your mouth like to see you try mac (laughs) uh we'll talk about the oscars what and, was that yeah. what, was, what was that I there's a you, writer on twitter <laughs> <laughs> writer on twitter kylie breakman said that the oscars right now feel like if you got high and had a weird dream about the oscars and that was <laughs> yeah. absolutely my experience like, was yeah they were like, all
2: in a train station yeah i know it doesn't make any sense
0: right <laughs> We'll talk about what the uh, producers of that Britney doc have in the hopper uh, for Justin Timberlake's ass. Mm. And, Jamie, uh, before we yes. get to any of that, we'd like to ask you, what is Weed. something from your search history? Weed. Nice. Weed. <laughs> wow.
2: Okay. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> I, I, that was a little naughty for the show, <laughs> but I guess, you know, it's early. I've done this before, so I'm going to be like a professional right. about it. And Just power through. through. So- right. Ignore I'm him, Jamie. About...
1: Ignore him. You didn't absolutely embarrass yourself, you adult.
2: <laughs> Ignore him, Jamie. He's a weed head. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, my search history... <laughs> I'm about to say the most horrifying thing in the world. Okay. So uh, oh, no. I I searched uh, Roller Roo. Are either of you familiar with Roller Roo? No. no. Okay. So Roller Roo is... Uh, so, okay... How do I Roller Roo is a mascot for Skateland USA, which just had a location close. Uh and there I have a guy who DMs me on Instagram every time this is like this is it it has to do with Chuck E. Cheese lore. Uh, I have a guy who sends me links to like secret auctions for when novelty businesses are closing. And so uh, I found out this Skateland was closing and I got into a bidding war with, Uh-oh. I I don't know what they were going to use, but I got in a bidding war over some mascot suits. I don't know who I was in the bidding war with. I have maybe some ideas um, that we were going to use them for different things. Right. But uh, I, I ended up in a bidding war over these Roller Roo mascot suits and I won. And <laughs> so now I have two... I might take the head down to show you guys. Uh, the, the I have two roller Roo mascot suits, and uh, they're it's what it is. Is it's like a '90s era. I don't know what sort of animal he's supposed to be. Kangaroo, maybe, but it doesn't look like it at oh, all. No, so no. He's got, Roo for no he's reason. He's got like confetti coming out of his head. Yeah. Sometimes he Kangaroos wears a flannel. Don't have that. They don't. Wait, I'm gonna get the head. Hold on.
1: Procure the cranium. <laughs>
2: like
0: this hey he looks what like the f- it looks like he Rayman looks like the
2: coco Puffs game i don't really know like and now i i thought i was just
1: is his hair pipe cleaners
2: his hair is like yeah it's like uh pipe cleaners with fabric on top of them and they just spraying around he's very scary and they wouldn't let you buy just one you had to buy both or neither so, I oh, read really? <laughs> two of uh, them, and I was looking to see online if there was any, like canon for this character, right. And the only canon I could find is that he's just an employee at skateland u s a
1: just a laborer, just about a laborer's skin
0: he's yeah. just but a
2: regular he's just like us,, uh, but he's a gigantic maybe kangaroo with pipe cleaners shooting out of his skull. So, and
0: wears like when you uh, Google image search him, he is he has no consistent outfit like a normal no. person. He's sometimes he's in a flannel unbuttoned, sometimes he's in a tie-dyed t shirt, sometimes he's dressed as a referee. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: he's, sometimes he's dressed uh in like Fourth of July clothes.
0: Yeah. It's so Uncle uh, Uncle Sam drag.
2: Yeah.
1: There's been an evolution based on a Google image search where Roller Roo has had a few iterations over the years. So mm-hmm. on some level, I feel like there is someone who did care enough about this character that we could find out more.
2: I want to know more. And it's like I I would be happy to drop everything and and, and come up with some canon myself if they need it. Because yeah. it does seem like he's been on a journey over these years. And I had to we had to drive to uh to Northridge to pick them up. And we had to like go into the the skate rink that was in the process of being dismantled. And they were they had all these great celebrity skates there. They had like a skate signed by Wayne Brady that said, I don't know how to skate, but thanks for <laughs> inviting me. <laughs> really? <laughs> it was great. Yeah. Uh, oh
0: my God. So you kind of impugned the motive of the person you were in the bidding war with. You were like, I don't know what they wanted this for. Can you uh, speak to what you wanted it for?
2: I kind of can't. I haven't really figured out what I want it for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, okay. I, I think I'm going to use them in a show at some point, cause, which is why I only needed one. I was like, oh, I could definitely use yeah. like a big, goofy, like unclear what this is suit for a show down the line, so I was sort of like, "Oh, I just want it for that." But now I have two of them, yeah, which feels more pointed, yeah. And I had to get them dry cleaned, and they take up a lot of space. I don't know what to do. Here's
1: what you do: you do the prestige, okay?
0: Because <laughs> now you got identical
1: roller <laughs> roof suits. That's you do true. the fucking prestige with roller roof.
0: <laughs> 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 I was thinking, yeah, where t- you
1: take advantage that you have a double suit and just fuck the audience's head over and be like. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's I had like a bunch of when, once I found out I had two, it's like you could do shot for shot remakes of Mary Kate and Ashley movies yep. if you wanted to. Brother for the sale. Yeah. Brother, you could have <laughs> I almost want to have like uh yeah, be in a roller roo suit for an entire show and then just have a big egg on stage and at the end a second roller root hatches oh, yeah. out of the egg. No one sees that coming. Yeah. Nope. You know, there's a lot of possibilities. I don't know when I'm going to be allowed to perform again, but also this could be a really COVID safe way of performing because I'm wearing basically a full hazmat suit. In the mm. form of roller roof. I don't
1: know. I, meant- I would test that theory by going somewhere with biohazards. <laughs> like, no, I'm good. I'm good. I got this roller roof suit on. No, no, no. You need a ventilator. Ah, <laughs> Oh, like,
2: right. what? No, no, no. He's got like a. He's got a little net thing on his. So mouth. What are do you doing?
1: We just uh, taking down this fiberglass insulation by our, with hand by with just our hands. Cool. I'll get on <laughs> yeah. there right now.
2: Let
0: me just
1: rip Toss it out. On the- Let me just put my put my breather on. <laughs> it's just. <that's> a roller <laughs> roof.
0: Speaking of breather, you you said that you had to get it dry cleaned. What what did yeah. it smell like?
2: It it didn't smell good. good. Okay, it, it didn't smell good. It just like smelled I like hate my sweat. job. It smelled like sweat and breath. And like I can't I can't imagine like having to roller skate around in this suit because it's hard to even walk around in. And having having a tail just just fucks up your center of gravity completely.
1: Right. Right. It's like it's like wearing a microphone from an open mic stand up night in exactly. terms of the breath. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But you're inside of it now. <laughs> you're inside but the, the news, microphone.
2: The good news is that I got a, an incredible deal on, on that's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What is something you think is overrated?
2: Something I think is overrated that is probably connected to what we're going to talk about with the Oscars later is displacing unhoused people and disabled people to put on the Oscars at a train station.
1: Yeah. Oh, I can, wow. I didn't even think about what union station must've looked like for them to be like, get out of here. We got fucking celebrities coming through.
2: <sighs> it sucked. There was a lot of good local reporting about it over the weekend that what one uh, specifically is uh, Alyssa Walker. Who's amazing. But yeah, she was talking to people who lived in apartment complexes nearby. There's like a number of disabled people who live in the area who like need the access of the fucking train station to get around. And instead, it was like, it, you know, an eight block uh, run around just to get to the train or just to get to, to buses the part that where they can access located. it, right? Yeah. Right. Jesus. With like no shuttles, no anything. And so there was just, there were like a number of people um, that were just completely like, you know, at least a week where they just, like, couldn't access services that are, you know, should be a given. So that sucks. But it, it was it was interesting, too, because there was also a union discussion going on around Chateau Marmont this week, where I believe there were, like, other Oscars. It was It was kind of confusing watching the broadcast, because I think th- they were shooting at a number of locations in L.A., but mm-hmm. kind of trying to make it seem like it was all the same... Place, sure, right. uh, which it you know clearly wasn't, but Chateau Marmont employees who have been trying to form a union for some time flew uh what do you call it like skywriting, like a banner uh, thing. Yeah, oh they, did they write
1: it with the sky or they were flying pulling a banner? Sorry, with
2: it was it was a banner. It was a, okay, it was yeah. like a a plain banner demanding that they be able to unionize uh, over the Oscars yesterday. So that was pretty cool, but yeah, it's just like with any of these events people are displaced and especially where there there were uh you know a number of people pointing out how like mm-hmm you know, Nomadland is a movie about unhoused people, and right. unhoused people were displaced for that movie to have gotten an award at a train station oh, that stop, people need stop, to Oh, stop, stop, Jamie. Use. You're
1: getting distracted, but Chloe Zhao, huh?
2: But, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see the
1: movie, but it's like, oh, no. Have I, we lost yeah. sight of what any of these things are about?
2: It's so, it's it just, like, it's very bleak. It's such, it's so frustrating, uh, and I'm glad that it was at least reported on, but, yeah, just... I uh, I don't I don't I don't get it, but yeah, Alyssa Walker had great reporting on it, and hopefully, I want to hear more about the Chateau Marmont unionization efforts because I don't yeah. know that much about it. All I know but, is yeah. the
1: worst stories about the Chateau and like what it is to right. work
0: there. Yeah, terrifying. The, yeah, the uh, people who don't live in L.A. wouldn't know this, but there was a massive hours long dogfight in the sky between the Goodyear blimp and that uh, union. Union plane. It was pretty cool. Wait.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Hold on.
0: Um, What is something you think is underrated?
2: Ooh, this one is fun. Caitlin and I just rewatched this outside in my backyard for the first time in years the the other weekend. Uh, It's an animated movie called The Legend of Titanic. Uh, (laughs) It's free on YouTube. It's the greatest shit you'll ever see in your entire life. It, It was made... Like, four countries made it. Like, it came out the year after James Cameron's Titanic. It's a cartoon (laughs) that combines, like, four different movies. It has, like, basically the same love story from Titanic, but also there's mice on the boat, and it kind of has this five-old-goes-west vibe. And then in the movie, spoiler alert, uh, (laughs) there's uh, the reason the Titanic sinks is because a, a rich guy's butler intimidates sharks who live in the ocean and -hmm. the sharks dare a gigantic octopus named tentacles to throw an iceberg in front of the titanic tentacles throws the iceberg then realizes the error of his ways and (laughs) when the titanic of course hits the iceberg right then tentacles goes oh no i can't believe what i've done which is also how he talks which is really funny (laughs) and he 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 sounds like (laughs) look at all those dead bodies (laughs) he sounds like no see that's the best part of the legend of the titanic tentacles using his gigantic scary muscly octopus arms holds the titanic together and everybody lives oh fuck yeah no one dies it's wow the greatest story ever told
1: oh my god and that is my octopus teacher
2: <laughs> My optimist teacher is tentacles. <laughs> it's so
0: good. The
2: captain's on like the edge of the ship and it's like he I don't know, everyone famously dies, but he really famously dies and t- Tentacles goes, Oh no, and he like picks the captain up with this little creepy tentacle and puts him in a light. Don't be
1: a bummer! Don't go down with the ship.
2: <laughs> I feel so guilty for throwing that iceberg at you. Oh, I love <laughs> so, your beard. It's so good. And that movie
0: is part of the Tarantino verse, where uh, Hitler got assassinated and the Titanic never never sunk. Right? Yeah, history is a little different. Yeah, that's so awesome. Uh, I
1: I would. What if there were a time travel thriller? What do mm -hmm. you think the Titanic not sinking? How does that reverberate through our time? Ooh, like how fucked like. Anyway, just a thought experiment.
2: <laughs> like, what think, happens
1: if the Titanic doesn't sink?
2: Huh? Titanic Where's that movie? is like the Titanic sinking also wasn't that like a QAnon talking point for some time too, of like the Titanic sunk because bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. I'm pretty sure ti- they they managed to get Titanic involved oh, into the the Q universe. Oh <laughs> I think we'd all
0: live on cruise ships, right? At right, oh, we don't really learn our great.
1: oh, like I think we never learn. Like at that point, then it's another lesson about like man's hubris about like right. technological marvels that we're right. like, yeah, it's all good. Hop in that zeppelin, baby.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nuclear powered uh, submarines and like yeah, the yeah. nuclear war happened. Nuclear Armageddon happened. That's why we all live on these giant cruise ships. All
1: because the Titanic didn't go down. Yeah, so Thank so
2: you. actually, yeah. Tentacles would have done a huge disservice to society yeah. by, right. yeah. by, by saving tentacles. everyone on the Titanic. Fuck you, bro. You
1: ain't my <laughs> octopus <fucking> teacher.
2: Selfish. I <laughs>
0: know.
2: What is my octopus teacher? And like that was one of those things where I'm like, tentacles. you know what? I don't want to know. It was <laughs> tentacles is the only <laughs> octopus I've ever learned anything from.
1: I've heard. I've heard it's actually really good.
0: Yeah,
2: I'm sure. I haven't it's seen it, good. but I, I don't
1: know. All I saw was like, okay, we get it. You held hands with an octopus. <laughs>
0: <laughs> next, <laughs> next. <laughs> oh, you yeah, held hands with the octopus. That's my favorite uh, long tradition next. of Oscars of watching the Oscars is being dismissive of shit that is probably pretty good. And just yeah, yeah. Like, well, because I was we get it, asshole. Yeah, okay. I said that, and
1: someone's like, "No, like it's actually like you think that, but it's actually compelling." And I'm like, "I'm sure it is, but where I'm sitting high, it right. looks like you just holding hands with
2: octopus, right?" <laughs>
0: I didn't that was one of the parts that I missed of the uh, ceremony was the my octopus teacher guy getting the award but apparently he was tentacles
1: is a Damn. fucking freak and we do not you need just... things like this on TV tentacles is a <laughs> it's like a teddy bear that lost all its fur and then grew eight yeah. tentacles
2: he has a dog nose he's kind of this like squishy fleshy the head he is, looks like an exposed muscle, kind of. Yeah,
0: the head is I that of like a it. fetus. <laughs> <You kind> of- <laughs> the body is muscular in a way that uh, octopus bodies are not, and also like flesh colored. But yeah, and then the process of holding the Titanic together looks like uh, it is doing like some manner of like MMA maneuver. On, he's on the Titanic?
2: Yeah, he's <laughs> fully strangling the Titanic. This yeah. is
0: from
1: Italy. This whole universe is brought to us by Italians, and there yeah. is a two, This is a, a part of a trilogy in which the third mm-hmm. installment is called Tentacolino.
2: Tentacolino
1: about little tentacles, and has <laughs> nothing like they it's such <laughs> whatever like reading has
2: nothing to do the Titanic anymore. It was just like you no, know, that's it how I got stops. my start, baby. <laughs> it's it it says, is just to launch the of character. the three.
1: Tentacolino is easily the most bizarre and quite possibly the worst children's film I've ever seen. I have no <laughs> idea what values or lessons kids are supposed to take away from this thing. You absolutely must see it for yourself. It's one of my favorite bad movies oh, of all wow. time. All right, Tentacolino, here we go. There we go.
2: Really, really good. Like I, I, I've seen Tentacolino. I haven't. I don't think I've seen the second one.
1: Titanic: The Legend Goes On.
2: The Legend. (laughs) It's a a sequel. How could it possibly go on? I don't know.
0: (laughs) The rest of that boat trip is pretty gnarly. (laughs) That is amazing. Fucking Tentacolino, wow. Tentacolino. tentacolino. I know, another Oscar
2: snub. I mean, if we're going <laughs> yeah. through snubs.
0: Yeah,
1: Yeah. see, you. did Glenn Close know about Tentacolino?
0: I doubt it.
2: <laughs> they play. She's a plant.
0: <laughs> did anybody figure out if they really made another Pinocchio movie this year or if that was like a typo? Like, they kept oh, talking about this Pinocchio movie.
2: Pin- Look up the images from it. It's really yeah. scary. It's also the second Pinocchio movie that director has made.
0: That, it's the is... Life
2: is Beautiful guy.
0: Really? Oh, Yeah. Right. I remember when he made the first one. and I don't
2: know why he made a second Pinocchio. And Wait,
0: both... what's, <laughs> what's the Guillermo del Toro Pinocchio? That's
1: the one that's coming out this year?
0: More Pinocchios.
2: Of the three Pinocchios that are currently in the mix, that the del Toro one seems like it'll probably be the best one because it's animated. But Disney's doing a live-action Pinocchio, uh, Roberto Benigni did a second Pinocchio that is truly horrifying to look at. And then, yeah, I don't I don't know. Oh, that's the one why... where it's
1: like the. it looks like this like little boy has like a skin condition where his face looks like wood.
2: Yeah. And then they, they go like they they go the route of like really adapting the fairy tale, which I, I guess ends up with them like hanging Pinocchio. I was like, I don't know this. OK, this side that's of Pinocchio. Easy now. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't know what the lesson is. I don't understand, and I don't want to watch it.
0: Yeah, they, I think we're uh, getting too much Pinocchio, you I I, I almost want to say that, but I don't. I don't want to put my put my foot in my mouth later, you know. Uh, <laughs> the but yeah, it's the same as Robin Hood, where it's like this old open source text that like people. There's just Happens to be thirty versions of it in development at any time, always. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Was it just because it's like what do they call it? like you can anyone can adapt it? It's just like uh, public, oh like public,
1: public domain or whatever. Yeah. Is that? It must be. But it's just like who gives a shit? Like honestly, like I, I I mean, like shout out to Finn Wolfhard from Stranger Things, but like, okay, like fuck it. Wait, Finn
2: Wolfhard is the Pinocchio.
1: Finn Wolf the characters. is
0: Pinocchio. He's,
1: his character is <laughs> called like something or rather. I don't know. They, everyone's got fucking weird names, man. I don't know. Uh, <laughs>
2: Lampwick.
1: Yeah. Oh. No, Gregory Man is Pinocchio. Oh, yeah, no. He's Lampwick. Uh Ewan Who McGregor is, is, is the talking cricket. Yeah.
2: I don't know. John Tarturo is Master is.
1: Cherry. Like look, Christoph Christoph Voltz doesn't have to be in this. But he is.
2: No one needs to be in this.
1: Ron Perlman does not have to be in a Pinocchio thing. I get it just for voices. And is what, is Guillermo del Toro going from The Shape of Water to this film? I think that might be right. Pinocchio? Yeah, I don't think
2: that anything's come out from him in between. (laughs) He's like, oh, fuck.
1: Too much fish fucking. Let's get these these puppet narratives (laughs) going. Let's get these puppet noses going.
2: (laughs) I don't understand any, of. I don't understand if there is like, A big cultural desire for Pinocchio that I'm not understanding, but I don't know anyone whose like favorite story movie character is Pinocchio.
0: No, that was pretty unnerving. Yeah, it's
2: really scary. Yeah,
0: I tried to show it to my kids because just being like Disney, you know, it's one of the Disney movies they haven't seen, they lasted like five minutes. I think generally, like all puppetry is creepy to kids because. You can, like, do. I don't know. It's Fair. like What do you yeah. mean? Like, what's
1: a puppet, though? Is a muppet a puppet?
0: Well, I guess so. Uh, you know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Ventriloquist like dummy e. Cheese, uh, yeah. from Toy Story 4. Like, they won't watch Toy Story 4 because of the ventriloquist dummies. Them shits are um, objectively wow. fucking cr-
1: scary. Looking. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't and, like that.
0: But, like, and they then, were out on Pinocchio the second he even made Pinocchio. Like, he, he didn't even have to come is it to like life. It's like, see, like, just, it like, Get looks like the out of here. Yeah. Like, it's too we're floppy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: There, There's also a Robert Zemeckis directed live action Disney Pinocchio coming that's got Tom Hanks as Geppetto. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt is Jiminy Cricket. I just don't think anybody wants this. I'm not convinced at all. Cynthia Erivo as the Blue Fairy. That could be. I mean, just like I just does anybody want this movie? I don't understand.
0: That's what it's. It's a weird like talent laundering service where they just like keep people who are talented to like working on something nobody will ever see like yeah. Robert Roberto Benigni won that award and the next thing he did was a Pinocchio movie no one saw and then after that he was like you know what I, I should turn do another up Pinocchio on their
1: movie oh, okay so y'all didn't hear me the first time okay so I oh, I, oh okay I heard you you need me to be Geppetto okay
2: yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, because he was Pinocchio the first time, right? And then there was a Jonathan Taylor Thomas Pinocchios. I've had enough. I don't want any more Pinocchios. Oh, that's right. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. The Stop.
1: JGT one's Stop. actually
0: really good. All right. Let's uh, <laughs> move on from that. <laughs> I will not sit here and let you talk shit about the JTT Pinocchio. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <I'm not> a- <laughs> okay. Uh, all let right. right. Let's, uh, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back, uh, and I wanted to, I, I guessed it on a episode of uh, Behind the Bastards back in, like, June or July, I think. So have we.
1: Okay.
2: Uh, yeah, no, so. it's
1: not a competition.
2: what's your okay, point? Okay, just saying.
0: Anyways, okay.
1: that's all. Uh just all right, wanted cool. to bring that up. I was How on that many too. times have you done it? I was the one where we talked about
0: come. <gasps> I was only and only on- And Dr. Kellogg. Damn. <laughs>
2: I don't let Robert talk about come to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a policy actually in your contract, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: I would not sign my contract. <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: so I guessed on this. Uh this is my second appearance, so you know, I'm still Little trying to catch start up. Pod. And uh it was about this guy David Grossman who goes around lecturing police precincts. I think one of his books is required reading uh for the FBI. Mm yeah required reading at the FBI academy and at police academies across the country and his whole philosophy is that killing is just not that big a deal he's a uh, former army ranger who never killed uh that that's one detail he never killed anybody uh, on the job so wow. he's just uh just here to um tell he you doesn't what He doesn't even kill found. people <laughs> what he found for that—that like, <laughs> that would actually anything we're about to say—the most devastating way to like, <laughs> <you're> like, <laughs> bro, you never even kill stop. somebody. Yeah, <laughs> go to go to the sea of Oakleys that are uh, sitting watching this guy and right. just shout that yeah. behind him. But, anyways, I just wanted to play a clip because it it keeps coming up in like people retweeting that. Episode And I don't think we've like really dug in on this show. And it just seems like such obvious, you know, as we're talking about reforming and replacing and defunding police, like the fact that this person is allowed to continue to walk around free, let alone like fucking lecture on how police should be doing their job is pretty obscene. Like, yeah, and. Yeah, so I just wanted to play a clip from one of his lectures, and this is kind of the lecture he goes around giving people.
2: I am convinced from a lifetime of study, if you fully prepare yourself, in most cases, killing is just
1: not that big a deal. For a mature warrior who's prepared themselves,
0: mind, body, and spirit for a lifetime, for a mature warrior who's killing somebody represents a clear and present danger to others, it's just not that big a deal. There's no wrong way to respond to killing. There's many ways people responded.
1: They're all the same. They're, and they're all okay. Uh-huh. But if you could choose how you responded,
2: I think you'd want to feel good about it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. This is yeah. the most dangerous, one of the most dangerous people in this country. Right? Like to oh, hear yeah. someone mm-hmm. articulate First of all,
0: you never even killed any. You don't even go here. <laughs>
1: what the fuck is it? Where does this guy get off being like, oh, it's all good, man. You're going to love it. You're going to well, fucking he, love
0: mm-hmm. it. He uh, studies killology, um, mm-hmm. which is a word he made up. But He's like, look, I can be a yeah.
1: botanist and not be a plant. So right. what do you mean? I can study killology and not be a killer. This is just so. This yeah. And I guess it really it. is that mindset. This is the guy who tells everybody to walk around with this warrior mindset, right? Because yeah. the world is out to kill everybody.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. And he's telling the police a sort of a version of reality that they want to believe right. that at least is right. easier for them to believe that lets them, you know, indulge the instincts and the emotions that make their life more fun and he uses a very coded language but right. he's essentially poor people is who he's talking about and mm-hmm. uh urban uh hellscape he you know, obviously, just describing black people, and he also like talks about how after people report to him that after killing someone on the job, uh, they go home and have the best sex they've had in months. What the? F- oh, so this it's is straight so up. This is str-
1: like very straightforward radicalization. Yeah, like it's straight it's, up. It's you're the the people you're gonna interact with are not human you are actually yep. above everyone else because he's a mature warrior, whatever the fuck that yeah. is, and then yeah. goes on to add, like, the sex dynamic, which is also very prevalent in this kind of shit, which is like, dude, mm-hmm. it leads to best fucking of your life.
2: Like, It just, wh- like, yeah. implies that, like, killing people is, like, a sign of virility. And, yes. like, it's, yeah, the, uh, this is, I mean, it's, it's like, an escalation on uh, just telling people to keep doing what they're doing. It, this is, like, yeah, this is... Yeah, Looking you're giving absurd. people
1: the rational, the rationale and intellectual cover to m- murder undisturbed, like literally undisturbed. Like you don't want to mm-hmm. be disturbed by anything you're doing either. And it's really it's yeah, it, it this whole process of just being like by ham, like the, I'm sure the repetition of being like a mature warrior, a mature warrior, because now you've put yourself in this like in this morality tale where you, the mature warrior mm-hmm. are Traversing the fucking desolate wasteland that is the city uh, having to fucking stand up for the week and, and by murdering people.
0: And then right. I, I just want to read this. Uh, so a Mother Jones reporter, Brian Schatz, went to one of his speeches and quotes from his like how he depicts like that. The Donald Trump American carnage, like right. we are living in a hellscape, cars on fire at every corner. Um, Just like making shit up like this guy is sort of uh, takes that to another level. His latest book, Assassination Generation, insists violent video games are turning the nation's youth into mass murderers. Uh, He talks about the wave of massacres is just the beginning. These crimes are happening everywhere. He foresees attacks on school buses and daycare centers. Kindergarteners run about point five miles an hour and get a burst of about 20 yards and then they're done. It just won't it won't just happen with guns, but with hammers, axes, hatchets, knives, and swords. His voice jumps an octave. Hacking it hacking and stabbing little kids. You don't think they'll attack daycares? It's already happening in China. When you hear about a daycare massacre, tell them Grossman said it was coming. So he's making up like violent acts and like putting just like turning the version of like of reality that these people see, like their communities into a Target rich environment and then telling them uh, that killing people is awesome is literally an awesome thing to do and not that big a deal. Mm. Cool. That
2: was so many dog whistles in a row, like yeah, just yeah, one yeah. right after the other, right yeah. after the other. Yep.
1: Yeah, it's happening everywhere. Just get. I mean, look. Yeah. We, we, this is exactly why these fucking people are useless. Like, we don't need more police. They're just they and they continue yeah. to. How many? Like, we're going to have to spend half of the trending episode talking about the three people that have been shot in the last week, probably. So, you know, what is all this for? If the whole thing is you're looking right here when it's required reading of the FBI and multiple police academies to walk around in a stance, which is I'm going to have to fucking pop off at any fucking moment because everyone's out here to get me. And your role is to get the people that are out to get you rather than to go out there and help your community.
2: Protect people. Yeah. Dude, you're never going to have any good community. fucking outcomes because yeah. of this
1: shit. So, like, why are we even... Bot- I mean, you know, some of us get it. Too many of us don't, though, unfortunately, to say, like, this is not the kind of people we want out there. The fu- the D.C. police, they just wrecked a bunch of cars because they were drag racing.
0: Yeah. Like, who the fuck? What, what serve? What are they doing anymore? What is this anymore? Yeah. Escalation at all costs, basically. Right. right? Which is the exact opposite of what they should be doing. I
1: mean, it. I think the only way they can survive is to provoke the public to the point where there's there's such chaos that that's the only way they can justify their existence is to whip the mm-hmm. public into a frenzy to then, I hate to use that term whip, but like just to get the public in a frenzy to then be able to like, see, this is why we got to be here. This is yeah. why we exist because we're inducing this also, but we're going to completely avoid that part of the analysis.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. Let's talk about what uh, the right is focused on while uh other while well, yeah. actual bad things are happening.
1: Anything. Anything but this, the real this, shit, this. right? Because yeah. we're just we just got talking about just got done talking about how systemic racism is completely just that it, it's manifested in the policing system, which is now just killing people on a daily basis. So now they have to pivot because they don't they can't talk about that. And mm. I don't know if you saw everything was about plant based something. It's been a big hamburger thing. Well it all happened because of the Daily Mail, uh, wouldn't you believe it? The fantastic, you know, Daily Fail. They had a fucking article that read: "This is the headline: How Biden's climate plan could limit you to eat just one burger a month, cost three and a half thousand dollars a year per person in taxes, force you to spend fifty-five thousand on electric car, and crush American jobs." Wow, that. Dude, That's, is like a right, <laughs> That's like a randomized
2: right. That's like a randomized right wing headline.
1: Right. Completely yes. uh, computer generated. I mean, I will yeah. say this. Yeah. Joe Biden's climate plan doesn't go far enough. Uh, I think many no. people have acknowledged that for us to not get that degree and a half Celsius uh, degree change to try and really stave off the worst of it. The, the United States has to do more than 50 percent by the of what Biden is saying. Like we also have to take into account how much the United States has contributed over time And relative to correcting that, it's going to need to be bigger than 50 cent, 50 cent. Hey, 50 cent, (laughs) Uh, more than 50 percent. Plus, the United States should actually be helping many other nations who don't have the means to do this as well. Like, that's really our duty on top of it. But that's a whole other show Mm -hmm. called We're Not Doing Enough. So, yes. This plan will get you only one hamburger a month, you piece of shit. That's all you deserve. And (gasps) this is all because Joe Biden, again, I said Joe Biden is an enviro terrorist uh, who Mm -hmm. wants to just, you know, save our Earth. But the reason they got this number about why you only get one hamburger a month is they pointed to this study That was talking about how meat consumption would factor into just emissions. And it's this one line they hung on to further reducing beef by 90 percent of current levels while replacing 50 percent of other animal based foods results in a per capita decrease in greenhouse gas emissions of 51 percent. And because Joe Biden is saying we need to bring it down 50 percent, they're immediately going to you get one hamburger. So.
2: This is, uh, I mean, like, obviously this is the most ridiculous shit on the fucking planet, but it's just like, again, it's just cutting out, like, who are the actual main perpetrators of climate change, of gas emissions, where I feel like that's like something that a lot of, like, uh, you know, just like on the ground programs and and nonprofits have been trying to make people understand for a while where it, like yes everyone should be trying to cut their emissions as an individual but ultimately it's not like an individual problem like you can help and you can like do your part and like more power to you but it's like mega corporations who biden doesn't tax adequately who are the main perpetrators of this shit this is just so fucking okay annoying. how about
1: this what if you only one hamburger though
2: But wait, I want two though. What if I had a hard? I want two
1: hamburgers. Okay, I want two hamburgers. I guess we're never going to tackle climate change. I mean, now and then, all this does is again because there's one study, and they're stripping away of all nuance. You have people like Jesse Waters goes down. He says this. That sounds great, (sighs) but what Americans have to give up? Uh, like, but oh, but what would Americans have to give up to make that happen? Americans would have to cut red meat consumption by a whopping ninety percent. That means only one burger a month just straight regurgitation of this article. Larry Kudlow, who's famously all the drunk all the time, if you recall, from the Trump administration, who is just like his Fox News idiot, who's like, you know what, Wolf? I don't think that's really going to happen. He's saying okay, speaking is stupid. Straight the drunk There's a study that's coming out of the University of Michigan that says that to meet the Biden Green New Deal targets, America has to get this. America has to stop eating meat, stop selling poultry, fish, eggs, dairy, animal-based foods, you know, uh, you know, as a meat grill. Okay, got that. No burgers on the 4th of July. No steaks on the Barbie. I'm sure middle America is just going to love that. So get ready. You can throw back a plant-based beer with your grilled Brussels sprouts and have your American flag call it July 4th green. What? Wait, I'm that's sorry. Str- ju-
2: call it I July 4th green? Yep,
1: that's what he said. <laughs> All I did was the accent. The words I said were not. Uh, uh, he, okay. I don't know what the fuck. And that's why other people I, are this like. This is just. Plant-based uh, beer was trending Yeah, trendy? I quit.
0: If, they, if they're going to try and make people drink plant-based beer, good yeah. luck. Cause...
1: God, what's your favorite kind of beer? Mine's <laughs> fucking fat drippings from a roasted pig.
2: <laughs> what the I'm fuck so, this do is, they think
0: is in beer? This, this is beside the, the
2: point. This is beside the point, but call it July 4th green is just so awkwardly phrased. Where it, it reminds me of the, the Tony Stark billboard from last week where it's bring back Tony Stark to life. Where you're just like, we've got some words out of order here. This is so it like, I mean, wh- whatever. Like I, I want a hamburger as, as much as the next person. But the the amount of like... Symbolic importance put on the ability to uh, eat red meat is uh, fucking bizarre. Like, I don't. Well,
1: that's all again because they have to, they've they've reduced their ideological sauce down to the dumbest yeah. parts now. And it used to it used to be a lot more liquid and e- malleable. Now it's just become this toxic goo where all they can be like is like, "What are you gonna stop eating meat?" Like, that's <laughs> dude. There's. Th- Real problem. We weren't
2: talking about that. Yeah. Huh? (laughs) That's not the issue.
1: And you look at this Fox News graphic, okay, that they put on Fox News. It says, up in your grill, Biden's crime requirements as a picture of a double cheeseburger. It says, cut 90% of red meat from diet, max four pounds per year, one burger per month. What what
2: the fuck? Oh, no. What is that? It doesn't make sense. And it's like also, (laughs) that is such a silly looking. Like graphic. news screen cap, yeah, that's so ridiculous.
1: It's as well they're trying to make they're it. they it look like, like
2: it's a law. Yeah, the that new world order
1: it has arrived. You will now eat ninety percent less meat. You will have one burger allotted to you per month. Oh, I don't want to live in a world, honey, where we only get one hamburger a month. <laughs> It's like just so stupid, so embarrassing. Fuck on, but yeah. Also,
2: keep keep the good name of grilled Brussels sprouts out of your mouth, sir. Call it Fourth of July green. I will call it Fourth of July green. It's good.
0: (laughs) The the thing. Did you guys see Chuck Schumer like yeah uh, subtweeting like just enjoying my plant based beer? Me mean windmilling on his
2: ass.
1: (laughs) God, politicians are so
2: embarrassing. But I do
0: like do. it, It seems like a big D Democrat move to be like, oh hell yeah, we're gonna like fight this culture war just because. Yeah, they don't They don't mind keeping the conversation about bullshit like this. Yeah, because, right. This it, is it the easiest thing from, to combat in the world. Yeah. Like, if everyone
2: kind of benefits from this because it's like, oh, let's not talk about an actual problem. Let's like, right. it's easy for Chuck Schumer to dunk on someone for neglecting to realize that plants are involved in the production of beer. Like, it's just, ugh.
0: Yeah. And oh. it actively distracts from, like, the policies the Democrats won't. In I just yeah.
1: To, I think yeah. in like watching this, enough people understand how these two idiots, idiotic groups in DC just keep the ball where it is and don't move it forward by just yeah, being exactly. like, Hey, what about meat? Oh, which thing? Beer's made of meat? What an idiot. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> what systemic racism? I right. haven't heard of it.
2: I don't know her. Yeah. <laughs> also, like...
1: thank you, George Floyd, for dying. Like <laughs> this these people aren't, they don't give a fuck. They're so it's just as easy for them to begin talking about this left or right than to really get, you know, alien start alienating racist people by saying we need to completely rethink so many things from top to bottom. You know, I can't. Was Chuck Schumer going to be like, "Hey, enjoying my plant based beer" while I say, "What's going on with Breonna Taylor's killers?"
2: Mm. Yeah, like, of course not. Yeah, it's.
0: <sighs> Anyways, cool Chuck.
2: <laughs> cool. <laughs> angle everybody hey but <laughs> you know what it. that's
0: so
1: tight that he was like enjoying my plant-based beer because i did not even know it was plant-based. <laughs> it's plant-based so. it's so oh so right i'm still breathing unclean air <laughs>
2: <laughs> right i uh, I hate I uh, anytime centrist Democrats are given a little opportunity to dunk online uh, a piece of my soul passes away. It's yeah. so embarrassing to watch especially to watch like Facebook parents engage with it and be like you go Chuck you tell uh, them, Chuck I'm like
1: oh me I, yeah I'm <laughs> pulling my kids out of the public school district. Yeah. Right. So What's that mistaken. have to do with the kids who go there? I don't know. Whatever. Anyway. Yeah. Go off, Chuck.
2: I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Go off, King. Uh, love your niece's comedy.
1: <laughs> uh, technically cousins.
2: Sorry. I'm wow. <laughs> oh, so sorry. I, oh, I, hey, I would gang. So like gang. to Roger. issue an apology to the Schumer family. To the gang. I <laughs> yeah. it. And I should have done my research.
1: Yes. You should have assumed differently. <laughs>
2: When you make a shumption. I, I was
0: going <laughs> to start a, a break, but I think name. we just go out on that. Uh, <laughs> Jamie, it's been great. having <laughs> you. Uh, uh, all right. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. And let's talk about, uh, you know, we were all, uh, you know, with. Chuck Schumer and Spirit watch it watching those Oscars mm-hmm. with our plant-based beers. Yeah, with my Fourth of July green. And as <laughs> promised, <laughs> as promised, the they were strange. You know, we talked about how Soderbergh was talking up like all these. He he under delivered on like some of the things he said. There yeah. there were no like character arcs during the uh awards that I noticed. Maybe they were happening in the background. Um, he said
2: there was going to be character arcs. This is yeah, really he
0: said cool. he said that the, presenters, the right. presenters would be playing heightened versions of themselves, and there would be like character arcs. That's a
1: um, that's like a very like I'm cheating on my essay way of saying like yeah they're performers who are naturally going to be on when they have to read something out loud.
2: That's <laughs> right. A very like it sounds to me like a galaxy brain way of being like if they're acting kind of confusing to you, that's actually an intentional choice and not mm-hmm. just uh like. The situation that I that they've been put in,
1: please keep your eyes open for that, right? Yeah, that I was I mean, my... everyone
2: was acting a little off,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, for sure. I, I um was looking forward to just watching this more than most because I thought, like, one way or another, it will be interesting, and yeah. like, the second it started. With Regina King, like doing that long tracking shot of her, like walking in, like it was like a stylized Ocean's Eleven thing, I immediately was like, oh, I'm gonna hate this because I'm gonna feel sorry for everybody who has to like go along with this. For like, I felt so bad for her. Like, that was such a weird, long, like, I don't know. I mean, she's a performer, so she made it great, but
2: Regina King made it work, I feel like, better than. Almost any. I feel like Regina King and Laura Dern and Don Cheadle were like the the top right. making that very bizarre situation. Yeah, the Cranston
1: work. thing was just like what? what
2: I don't know like? what was going on there. The I I, I went to pee. Uh, yeah. I liked my favorite, my personal favorite moment was when Regina King said Borat too, which I was like, okay, Burrat. so Regina King does not have time to watch Borat. Burrat, yeah. I respect that. Go I respect rat. that.
0: Uh, uh, some shit called yeah. Borat too.
2: I don't
0: know. You tell me.
1: I was, I liked, you know, like I, I was thought, I thought it was gonna be way more cringy than it was, and I think, sure, like there were parts that just were like, Ugh, but. I was, I will give it this, because it was so odd, I watched a lot more than I thought I would, because yeah, yeah. it was a pure departure from the traditional gathering of the egos, which is what right. every award show is. And I'm like, it. I think the heightened part just felt like it's nice to see people kind of be a little bit more on rather than like, come out to the podium, roll your eyes at the shitty jokes that have been written on prompter, open the envelope. That it was just different, and uh, but other than that,
2: yeah, it was messy. But I feel like of of all the yeah of all the pandemic award shows, like none of them are gonna be perfect. But it was like it felt like the most technically smooth. I was like paying the closest attention. There was no one on Zoom on a bad Wi-Fi connection, which I feel like has happened on every other award show, and it's awful. I thought that the green screens were funny, like when Sasha Baron Cohen looks like he was standing on a bridge in Australia. I'm like, OK, right. sure. <laughs> Apparently,
0: yeah. this was the first Oscars that had below 10 million viewers. Um, so oh, right wing media is they're dancing. Yeah, they're
1: what? now they're windmilling. They're windmilling on the Oscars.
0: Yeah.
2: So silly. It's like, yeah, of course, it's not not as many people were watching it. What? Right.
0: <laughs> this was 100 percent expected. But yeah. also, I mean, like shout out
1: to Sugar Bear, you know what I mean, and the, the entire <laughs> experience Unlimited, the DC-based Go-Go funk band, you know what I mean. Obviously, uh-huh. Sugar Bear, uh-huh. Junie, Juju, Mighty Mo, uh, Keys. We all know the members of that band. One of my favorite. I'm Glenn Close. I'm a white woman. Was I'm that believable? Going, uh,
2: th- ugh. Some a lot of people seem to believe it. It was like clearly written. I my my galaxy brain theory there is that glenn close knew she was going to lose and uh given what she was nominated for she absolutely should have lost for the eighth time and uh went to someone knew someone and was like if i'm gonna lose my eighth oscar in a row um i would like to be i would like to look cool at some point that's my theory she's like i need a moment because i keep losing oscars oh
1: interesting
2: I wonder if Glenn Close's publicist was like, look, we know she can't win for this role, but give her a moment.
1: Or like L'Oreal, like the writing team reaches out because they wrote the bit in the room and they're like, dude. And then Glenn, imagine Glenn Close knows about the butt. That would be hilarious. And then mm-hmm. they reach out to her reps, and at first Glenn Close is like, "Absolutely not, I don't want to do anything." And then I'm sure someone's like, "Look, you are about to lose your eighth fucking Oscar <laughs> in a row, okay? You right. need something. You don't want the headlines to be Glenn just took eight straight L's. You want it to be Glenn Close, uh, kind of culture vulturing for a bit, yeah. in the right. in the award show."
0: She did do like a quick aside where she was like, "And." You know, the butt was not even nominated, so it didn't even have a chance to win an award, which I thought was interesting. Like, so she was kind of connecting it to her lack of wins.
2: I would be interested in the oral history of how this bit came to be. I feel (laughs) like it's extreme, it's more complicated than we could possibly imagine.
1: Right. Yes. And yeah, what was the tug of war? Creatively, did she have notes? Was she like, "Oh, can we do something maybe related to DC because of statehood and uh, approaching statehood? Possibly, that,
0: that would feel better for me, for my character."
2: What's my arc in this comedy bit? <laughs>
0: maybe that was she was playing a character that was the part wow. that Steven Soderbergh was talking about. He was like,
2: <laughs> "Don't know." Glenn Close
0: I mean... is going to be uh, a very like cool hip hop historian. Um, and then everybody else just said no. <laughs> I really, mean, you no. could see
1: in the audience some people were like, "Cool, Glenn Close." Like, I mean, I get on paper like that's a funny skit or whatever, yeah. but yeah. yeah, in practice, like it just it you know she would definitely have had to, probably
2: like, went went over great in the room and then yeah as it was happening it was like mm, this sound this would be funnier if you were just joking about it with yeah. someone and it didn't actually because
1: it had the vibe of a viral video you know is fake from the beginning right and you're like yo, shit's right. fake Yo, i get right. i look i get that the old woman got up and I'm not to say, trying to say that disrespectfully. Um, I understand that someone from another generation was like, oh, yeah, I fuck with the butt or whatever. And like, that's cool, not like yeah. blah, blah, blah. But it's just again,
0: I'm
2: like, it's like when Betty White got back into movies in like the mid 2000s and they're like, grandma's rapping, everyone. Uh-huh. Like, it kind of is that vibe yeah. where it's like, we know this bit isn't real but then also i don't know i think that the whole broadcast was so disorienting that some people were like maybe it's real i don't right, know right.
0: <laughs> right and then like the ending was obviously w- very strange and abrupt and i felt God. like it almost made it the whole oscars feel like an art film that was like it was like and the ending will just leave you scratching your head and being what like, was what the, the ending just Does quest love
1: being like hey thanks for watching <laughs>
0: Well, no, the fact that so they did best picture first, oh, uh, right. yeah. then they did the best acting awards and the best acting awards were the most anticlimactic ever because, you know, Fern was not was not having. She was just like, OK, here's a a quote and then thank you for this. And then Anthony Hopkins was not there and nobody was there to accept the award on his behalf. And they were like, oh,
2: and they were like, OK, bye. Huh. I that was yeah that I mean I, I guess like that is proof that they truly do not know who wins until the night of because right. it did seem like they were very clearly like setting it up for a posthumous Chadwick Bozeman win which would have been like really beautiful and but but because they said because no one knew it it felt like there there was this big ending set piece set up that just didn't happen. Been. it was right. I don't know it was yeah. yeah
0: including Anthony Hopkins himself didn't know he was going to win to the point that he didn't show he didn't up or jump. send anyone I mean, in if his I was step. Anthony
2: Hopkins I would not think I was going to win I don't, I right. don't know who am I who,
0: what could I
1: possibly offer them <laughs> didn't, didn't he become like one of the oldest to win that
0: he's the Ooh. oldest actor to win that award we love our uh, <laughs> uh, old kings we love our uh, <laughs> we stand octogenarians in you know what yeah. I mean they win the presidency. They win the Oscar.
2: Anthony Hopkins goes live on Instagram a lot um, and plays his piano. So I wonder if he'll—that's <laughs> how he'll be accepting this right. award. He's eighty-three. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, but that was like incredibly an- anticlimactic and like understandably disappointing for literally everybody. Mm-hmm. And also, I feel like it took Chloe Zhao's moment a little bit too because it was like Best Picture should have just been. The last thing. yeah right could have ended on a celebratory cool note
1: well the the speeches were offered like a nice moment too like where they weren't just kind of rushing people off like they kind of yeah. let people speak which I, yeah. I didn't mind at all but i think overall yeah. the lesson from this is don't treat the format of these fucking award shows as sacred at all like the yeah, way yeah, they're being sure. done i don't give a fuck like i'd rather <laughs> watch some awkward ass high fever dream of an award show than like the f- again gathering of the egos let's all applaud and fucking fake laugh like just i don't know let I me mean, do something do something different give a shit
0: but i think the lesson they learn will be the opposite and right that it'll be to be desperate because the ratings were down and not take into account that it was uh angelina jolie has to be sitting within 50 feet of brad Pitt for the tension right. Yeah. This
2: year just shouldn't count like it's just like of course not as many people are going to watch this year not no one could see movies I yeah. don't know right. it's just half so... the time
1: I was like in, in indignant or just like upset I'm like well yeah maybe I'd watch that if the theater was open and I want right. ex- to right. like, have that experience again I'm like I'm not watching no HBO Max version of all these like films sometimes I want to see them in the large format what can you do.
2: I would like, it's like I would like to see No Manland, but I know that my attention span is not gonna it's not a living room kind of movie. You have to like go and see it
0: right. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's best watched while uh, doing the New York Times crossword puzzle and not not paying any attention <laughs> is has been my experience, yeah, yeah. i I think uh, if I had to guess they will ditch the no host format for next year's Oscars. And book Elon Musk to host the Oscars, and it'll be a ratings hit. With Grimes, um, with Grimes, and the Oscars are all NFTs that they <laughs> bid on.
2: What was the What was the NFT thing for the Oscars? There, they were. There I think an, that oh, there, there was, was an NFT in the goodie bag. I'm pretty sure that there was. Wait, let's, let's fact check this. I'm pretty Look sure that Oscars. there. Are, oh my
0: god, that rules. Uh, yeah,
2: there's a cha- no. There's a Chadwick Boseman NFT. That uh, official, oh, yeah. The, yeah. I mean, the, huh? Okay. Huh? I still don't totally understand NFTs, um, but I know I'm. I'm not interested in that. That's gonna
0: be worth something, Jamie, because uh, yeah, that's there's only gonna be two hundred of those, and they're going to be A valuable. <sighs> So, I mean, in the end, uh, the estate of Chadwick Boseman probably has to feel good uh, overall because he did get that NFT. They got NFT. that NFT. So that's cool. Yeah. Uh, oh,
1: the graphic for it feels like a fucking flyer for a nightclub like that. And right? horribly. <sighs>
2: uh, what?
1: Yeah. NFT in the swag bag in tribute to Chadwick Boseman. Scan this QR code oh, now. Man. Like what? It really
0: oh. does. Yes.
1: Wow.
2: Okay. I'm Get
0: me out of here. Let's talk real quick about this. Uh, Britney Doc crew, the team behind the Britney Doc, are now focusing on the Janet Jackson, Justin Timberlake Super Bowl performance, uh, which is definitely. I'm so happy that they kind of looked at the response to the documentary and were like, Man, a lot of people fucking hate Justin Timberlake. Like, uh, let's, let's look ruin into his
2: fucking life. Uh, let's, like, All right. Let's great.
1: dig into why. The uh, the, yeah. documentary, uh, the documentary the documentary, the <laughs> documentary induced an apology from him where he's like, "Hey, I'm so sorry to Britney and Janet uh-huh. Jackson, and I know we've <laughs> talked about in the past about how apps, like how our recollection of that or the mainstream media's recollection of that is completely fucked up and one-sided." Yeah. Disaster. But yeah. Yeah, like you're like, "That's right." You, you kind of left your girl Janet out to fucking dry on her own, and she was essentially yeah. banished from media because of the Viacom executives and, like, Les Moonves and all those people.
2: Mm. There's a there's a great episode of You're Wrong About about that, like, specific halftime show, too. I'm excited that it's, like, actually going to, like, get, I don't know. I mean, I, I hope Janet Jackson feels good now that people are, like, finally kind of, right, you know, getting her... Some fairness in this situation because it is so ridiculous to look back on.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. And I know, like, there's. A, it seems like they they're not sure if she'll participate. You know, because Brittany had nothing to mm-hmm. do with the other one either. But I think some people are also a little critical too because they're like, don't also interview people that's going to allow them to like revise their own history, like their relationship sure. to what happened, just by virtue of including them in this. So mm-hmm. it, I think it's going to be a, a a very interesting production if it all comes together. But yeah, I mean, Hell, yeah. it was inevitable. I think given that his Justin Timberlake's apology from that was like, and also Janet Jackson.
2: Right. Right.
0: <laughs> huh? Hey guys, while we're talking, um, well, yeah. Jamie, it's been such a pleasure having you as always. Uh, where can people find you and follow you?
2: Uh, you can find, find me in the, all the normal places, uh, at Jamie Loftus help on Twitter. Jamie Christ superstar on Instagram. And uh I have a new podcast coming out in in June about yeah, yeah. Kathy Comics that you can listen to, or you can listen to Lolita Podcast, cast, My Year in Mensa. Choose your poison.
1: All yeah. award winning. They're all award winning yeah. and wonderful. They're all getting on base. You know why? Because they're all hits. They're, hey. Ooh, hey. You know I,
2: mean? I get I get it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I get that <laughs> reference. <laughs> Got it, my friends of Fenway. Uh, <laughs> Jamie, is there a tweet or some of the work of social media you've been enjoying?
2: Yeah, this is uh, my favorite Oscars-related tweet. Uh, it's from Matt Buchel, Uh and it's the screencap of... Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen and Isla Fisher standing in front, like, doing that. I don't know. They were holding each other's arms for the whole yeah. ceremony. Yeah. And uh, he captioned it, My husband and I love your energy. Mind if we buy you a drink? Which <laughs> was absolutely what they were giving off. Wow.
0: <laughs> love your um, energy. Miles, where can people find you? What's the tweet you've been enjoying?
1: Twitter, Instagram, Miles of Gray. Also, the other podcast, 420 Day Fiance. Some tweets that I'm liking, you know, all Oscar related. First one's from Matt Lieb, at Matt Lieb. Trent Reznor holding his Oscar. I want to thank you like an animal. Um, Because he did not get to say thank you, whatever you needed to say. Him and Atticus doubled up on the Namis. Wow. And then the Lucas Brothers. They, I mean, their projects had a good night, but at Lucas Bros tweeted, we may not
0: have gotten an Oscar, but at the very least, we probably got COVID. <laughs> That's going to be worth something. That COVID that you got at the Oscars, not many people can At Union Station? Uh At Union
2: claim. Station. Oh. At Union what a memory. <sighs> uh,
0: let's see. A couple tweets I've been enjoying. Julie Klauser, for some reason, this killed me. Like, in, have, uh, like a quarter of the way into the Oscar. she was just like, "Is this a fundraiser?"
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: really, kind of had that vibe. Oh wow,
2: that's great. Yeah,
1: <laughs> really well made, but fucking fundraiser. Fundraiser. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Fun drive. I don't know what the fuck.
2: Fun drive.
1: Fun drive. It is
2: for whatever Brian Cranston was talking about. Right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> for the Washerman campus in Woodland Hills.
0: And then uh Art Rivera hollowed at Social Practicer tweeted. It goes like this: the fourth, the fifth, the whiskey drink, the vodka drink, the Baffle King composing chumbawamba. <laughs> and I really liked that uh, You can find us on Twitter At Daily Guys, We're at The Daily Guys on Instagram We have a Facebook fan page And a website, Daily Zeitgeist.com Where we post our episodes and our footnotes oh,
2: cool we fun. link off
0: to the information That we talked about in today's episode As well as a song we think You guys should go check out uh, Miles, hmm. what what's a song that people should check? Just
1: just more boom-bap bap boom, a tree. Uh, this is DJ Signify <laughs> featuring Aesop Rock. You know, this is just a good love, love, love the voice of Aesop on this uh, DJ Signify beat. It's called Low Tide, and you gotta give it a second because it starts off real slow and dark, and then the beat will drop, and you get your full rap flow on it. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, have patience with this one. It's a, it's a journey. It doesn't just, it doesn't just start off on one with a
0: kick drum. You know what I mean? You gotta earn that beat drop. Wow. All right, go check that out and be patient with it. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for this morning. We're back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we will talk to y'all then. Bye. Bye.
2: Bye.